0: Okay, funny word historians, I've got a doozy for you today as we look into the hyper-academic term post-structuralism. Oh my god, you're thinking, has Jackie Richards lost it? I've never heard of post-structuralism. What the heck is that? Some form of architecture? They've gotten rid of the idea of structures? (laughs) Okay, let me explain something. I used to read a lot of articles and books on art and art history and I also read a lot of film and cultural studies books. I'm a bit of a nerd in that regard, I guess, but as much as I love these types of studies, more often than not, they descend into dense, obscure and esoteric philosophical jargon that most people can't understand. Even somewhat mainstream newspapers and magazine stories will make casual reference to things like postmodernism or poststructuralism or a priori reasoning. I mean, I went to college, but I didn't major in philosophy or semiotics come on so post structuralism is one term i've seen thrown around quite a bit and so i want to really dig in and understand what it means and help everyone out there understand what it means too and i'll try and make it as simple as possible the short and sweet definition of post structuralism is the literary and philosophical work that both builds upon and rejects ideas within the intellectual project that preceded it which was you guessed it Structuralism. So before we look at the post part, let's find out what structuralism was. Okay, this is gonna be a bit hard to do in a very short form, but let's go very generally. Structuralism in Europe developed in the early 1900s mainly in France and Russia. It's a method of analysis, say of like a book or architecture or politics that focuses on recurring patterns of thought and behavior and how they relate to one another. Another way of looking at it is that structuralism states that elements in a system derive their existence and their value from their opposition to other things in that system. Uh, everything is related in this system or even an entire culture. So you can't understand anything in isolation, you have to study the entire structure, the whole society to understand the parts of it. This was nicely summarized by a philosopher named Simon Blackburn who said, Structuralism was the belief that phenomena of human life are not intelligible except through their inner relations. Okay, I'm bored with that. Makes sense. Everything's related. So what's up with post-structuralism then? Well, it's rooted in the late 1960s French academic culture, and you could date it sort of to around the 1968 student protests in France. Um, who were opposed to the old world order, I guess you could say, in general. They felt structuralism was too rigid, too binary, and too categorizing to really capture the reality of human existence. And also a key criticism was that whoever was creating these structures might themselves be heavily biased and sort of polluting their analysis with their own cultural values. So post-structuralism discards the idea of interpreting the world within pre-established, socially constructed structures. Okay, that's a mouthful. So uh, so then how do you study anything then? Well, it's just a change in perspective, and you need to focus not only on the author of the work, but also the reader of the work. One of the most famous post-structuralists was a French scholar named Roland Barthes, who wrote a book in 1967 called Death of the Author, in which he argued that any literary text has multiple meanings, and that the author was not the prime source of the meaning, it was the reader, or the viewer or the listener of a work that was assigning meaning as they consume the content. I think this is sort of like where the beginning of some of the culture war started because uh, conservatives will kind of call this moral relativism and they don't like the idea that things are sort of just relative and based on whoever's reading a text. They want black and white sources of truths like, I don't know, the Bible, right? So I think very broadly speaking, structuralism equals a rigid way of classifying and studying the world and assumes the author is sort of above the fray, if you will, and that everything is related. Um, and post says, let's be more flexible about all this and keep in mind that authors are biased and the meaning of a work is as much in the reader's head as it is in the author's head. Okay, that's my most academic word I've ever done, probably ever will do. Anyway, tomorrow I'm doing something fun and simple like poppycock or whippersnapper or shenanigans or lollygag or nincompoop or ding <laughs>